it is all over for Airbnb. They are dead. The collapse is real. Rental revenue has dropped 50% in some markets. There is a massive crash coming. At least according to the internet, if you follow Airbnb, the stock, the company, you've probably seen the gloom and doom predictions for Airbnb and an imminent widespread housing disaster. Airbnb hosts forced to dump their properties. And if you're like us and use social arbitrage to make trades, it might seem like the ultimate short opportunity. I mean, Airbnb stock has held up surprisingly well for a company whose customers, the actual host of Airbnb properties, are all over social media talking about just how bad they're doing this year. Even Bloomberg reported that Airbnb bookings are down, but so far this year, the Airbnb and stock price is up more than 50%. In an unusual twist, Airbnb responded to the accusations. Just a few days ago, Airbnb said that the data floating around is false and misleading and that their bookings are actually up 30% year over year. They've seen strong a strong rebound in bookings and they are confident in their continued growth. So what's really happening here? Is Airbnb in trouble or have the reports of their death been greatly exaggerated. Today on Dumb Money, the real truth behind Airbnb's collapse. This is Dumb Money Live. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Take a second, smash the like button. It's the only thing you need to do to help us out. It's quick, it's easy, it's free. There's really no excuse. Plus, you get some nice fireworks when you tap on it. Uh, Chris Jordan, depending on who you listen to, Airbnb is either falling apart and about to destroy the housing market, or they're groping, growing faster than expected. So can both be true? I think, uh, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's a complicated situation going on here um, because I do think that there was over-investment uh, in Airbnb properties. And so I think that some of those things kind of skew the numbers that have come out. And we'll talk about the numbers yeah. Well, and um, we've the, seen the, that Twitter that Twitter thread that went viral and has like 30 million views. We saw the trend line of number of listings has right. increased, which, you know, by default, if their demand isn't increasing at the same pace, people are going to be getting less money for their rental properties. And if they went all in trying to make yeah. all this passive income, right, that could be a problem for the hosts. For the hosts, right? And so Is that I a problem at all for Airbnb? you know, based on where they are and, you know, what the situation is, do they stay in or not? But I don't think that that's necessarily a problem for Airbnb. Now, you know, their RevPal might drop, um, you know, while these, uh, you know, while there's an oversupply of listings. Um, but eventually I think that course corrects um, because each one of these hosts is a business in and of itself. And they've got to decide if they're going to, if they're going to you know, stay in business and keep these, keep the same number of properties afloat. Um, but I think that there was some misleading reports that showed that there were 
something like what what Chris like fifty percent drop in um, RevPal in some of the major cities like San Diego and Austin, Austin and some of these yeah. other major metro areas. Um, but that might not be the case. Dude, th- th- this entire story is just such a great like learning moment for investors. The story that was wrong, the bogus data, because that's exactly what it was. It was just crappy data yeah. by a, a site called All the Rooms, which yeah. obviously is 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 a limited data set. Uh, everybody in the Airbnb game knows that AirDNA is kind of like the big player in the space, and I'm. I'm looking but at but even them, right? they're not getting direct data from Airbnb. They're basically, I guess, scraping data off the internet and it's trying to aggregate. Dave. And so I think, you know, I think what happens is that certain hosts can volunteer their information over to these sites, um, and then those sites can then aggregate that data and make educated guesses based, you know, on the numbers. The problem, like we're, ta- you know, as you know, I think we will get to the problem. But the problem is that hotels. Um, give their RevPar data, they give, you know, they break down some of these items and Airbnb does not, right? And so investors and hosts are left to rely on these third-party sites for information. Um, and so um, I think it, it it shows that you need to really, you know, be critical towards the, the source of information that you use um, to make decisions. Okay, but here's the thing, guys. Uh, a single tweet was read over 30 million times about Airbnb RevPAR being down something like 30 to 50%, depending on market, right? 30 million times that tweet was read. Meanwhile, the source data, the source data for that tweet comes from a company called All the Rooms, which I bet has not only a smaller data set of Airbnb hosts using it, but a poor data set, meaning the type of Airbnb host that likely utilize all the rooms is not at all representative of the entire Airbnb host data set. Meanwhile, when AirDNA, which is a larger data set that is more representative of the overall uh, host scene at Airbnb was released uh, a week later, they did a side-by-side comparison per city. And cities that the initial report said was down 47% are only actually down anywhere from 3 to 7%. So we're looking at roughly a 5% reduction in RevPAR for Airbnb, which is totally to be expected when we're coming off the type of record-breaking year that we had this past year, right? With everybody staying home, prolonged rentals, everybody overpaying. Um, so it's just, it's just fascinating the number of people and experts uh, <laughs> that fell for this story without analyzing the source data. Listen, we call ourselves yeah. money, but in reality, we've been reading data for two decades and nothing is more important than analyzing the source data here, guys. It's just astonishing. And by the way, if you look at Google search trends, if you look at web traffic to Airbnb.com, it's, it's roughly flat. Web traffic is down like 4% uh, year over year, which falls in line with the AirDNA data, okay? So this entire storyline is BS. 
And probably the biggest takeaway from today's episode is look at the source data, critique it, validate it, understand where it's coming from. How biased is it? Who are these guys? Who who are all the rooms, right? Like how big are they? Do they have any history in reporting data that was correct for Airbnb? I don't think so. Like, by the way, if the people that utilize that software that lend their data to all the rooms, which is who publish this report, if those are inferior hosts, as we know, there have been so many just people jumping into the Airbnb host kind of world the last couple of years. They don't know what they're doing. They're overpaying for properties. They're not handling their guests correctly. They are not managing their properties correctly. And so if 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 they have if they're overweighted with poor quality host and poor properties, then it makes sense that their data set would show drops. Of yeah, I think, look, so I think you said it. So I, there's a, there's, you know, apparently there must be a bias in their data. We don't know what it is. Um, I'm not familiar with this source. So maybe they uh, are a newer company. And so they've got their biases towards newer hosts. Um, so maybe that's the issue. I don't think we, we can really know what the issue is, um, but there is an issue. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. A comment that says I look like I just woke up. I kind of did. I put that I put that on the screen for a second there. I I don't go to bed, Chris. I don't go to bed until 3 a.m. anymore. Um, because I I I I, this is the golden age of social arb investing. I I I know that. I, I this is the golden age of social arb investing, and I'm spending roughly five hours a night from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. just studying data reading social media comments, ingesting contextualized data sets, trying to identify any type of cultural shifts or consumer behavioral shifts that are happening and then connecting the dots back to investable opportunities. Guys, there is so much change happening in the world right now. That is exactly what social arb investors like us look for. There are so many opportunities right now to trade. I'm just trying to figure out how to split up my portfolio between all of these opportunities, man. Like there's almost, it's wild what it's, I'm seeing right now. By the way, Lululemon data looks really good. This is totally random. Nothing to do with Airbnb. But Lululemon data looks really good. I was I was observing that last night. Not just Lululemon. Basically, any company related to yoga pants and like, you know, that whole world of just casual wear their, their data is looking phenomenal this summer, like from Aloe to Lulu to Athleta, like all of them. It's just, it's wild to me how strong that sector is. And it's kind of, ex- remember our Lulu trade last year going into Bama Rush? Remember that trade? That trade mm-hmm. just was wild and we crushed it. I have a feeling that Lulu just might be even bigger this year going into back to school. I think the back to school trades are going to be really interesting this fall. I can't wait, man. By the way, I, I, I tweeted a little earlier. I woke up this morning thinking, I just don't own enough Crocs. And Crocs, if you count the leverage, is my number one position. I bought more Crocs on the open this morning. More Did you? Crocs. Are you kidding more me? Crocs. Yes. Um, oh, that's big news. Crocs. Breaking news here on Dumb Money Live. Dude, the Crocs data is just looking better 
every single week. And I don't mean just Crocs in the U.S. I mean Crocs in Korea, Crocs in China, Crocs in the U.K., Crocs in Australia. Every country in the world where I'm pulling data from is just flying for Crocs, man. I am, I'm kind of getting really excited about this next earnings for Crocs. And I just I wanted to own more. Uh, and also the Hey Dudes line is looking pretty decent, better than when we did our last episode when we were a little concerned about Hey Dudes. Feeling a little more comfortable uh, with Hey Dudes there as well. So I, I anyway, I, I don't mean to get off the Airbnb train, but there's no trade in Airbnb. I don't, yeah. I don't think long or short, guys. I mean, I, I think I love Airbnb long term, Dave. I know you love them long term. You still love them long term, right? I do love them long term. I, but I don't I, have any money to put into yeah. Airbnb right now. There's better stuff out there. It's not high enough conviction for me. I don't have any Airbnb stock currently, but I do like them for the long haul. I just, uh, like, I'm like you. I have other things that I want to be invested in. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm not gonna short them on that data. That bad, bad data. I did short a company this week, and I'm not going to talk about it right now because it has to be our next episode. I really want it to be our next episode. We haven't done a, a short episode in a while, um, and I really want to. <laughs> I really want to do this short episode. What Can if we you short? Do, I need like, to go back and look at my text from you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I, I. I know we. I thought we talked about that. We did. We talked about this on the text. I right talked now. about it with Chris. I think I know what he's. I think I know what he's. Yeah, and and there's more than one short because I'm looking. I'm actively looking for shorts to kind of. I'm I'm over levered long right now, and you know, Jordan, you're a little worried about the market. I'm a little worried about the market in general too. So like, I wanted to find some shorts to balance out my longs to have more of like a. a you know, kind of a long, long, short portfolio. And I found a couple and I really want to talk about them on our next episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But uh, anyway, you can see I'm not sleeping much, man. I'm all, I'm all over the place. But the data dude there's just a lot happening right now dude well we'll have to uh we'll have to get that next show scheduled i know jordan's going on vacation i so also did you see molson cores drop today it's down a buck on a huge uh bull market day i want to buy more molson cores too i'm i'm not going to buy it when it's falling like this because obviously somebody said, although honestly the volume on the, on the, on course today is not high. So I don't know why it's dropping like this, but I think there was a uh, volume data for, dom um, I think there was volume data that came out for uh, domestic um, beer I, production. I that, it. Was, uh, that was down like three or 4%. Oh, just in general. Just in general. That's, that's super interesting. That makes a lot of sense because I don't care. Dude, you can drop revenue generally for beer. It's not impacting Molson Coors because yeah. they're, they're up 18%, 17 18%. So it's like, it's crazy that funds will just sell off, but they're not selling off the whole sector. Bud's up today. 
I, it, that's what doesn't make sense to me. There has to be something, right? I'm not going to buy until the selling kind of tapers, but I do. They're down a buck twenty-seven, dude. I'm down six figures probably today in my course trade, but I'm fine with it. Uh, I'll double down. I will double down on course. I will double down on tap. Uh, I'm gonna wait and let it keep dropping for now. I'm not gonna buy what you know during this drop. <sighs> well, that's it. Well, well, basically, we we got we had a whole show to say there's no trade here, but but there is we have other things to talk about. No, but I mean, here's the thing: like you have to be so careful with these reports and these tweets and the data and the news stories, guys. There were news stories on this, and honestly, I'm not gonna call them out by name. But I am few, Bloomberg. Bloomberg reported this. Well, Bloomberg did, and also a few financial content creators, you know, they're not huge, but a few that I follow that I kind of like did reports on this, and I was kind of really disappointed in them uh, for not doing their homework. And, I mean, listen, they're, they're financial YouTubers, right, or TikTokers. But uh, I don't know, man. I, it just – it's – you have to be more careful, guys. If you're watching this show, it, you can't just take data at face value. You have to understand where it's coming from, the source data, the narrative behind it. You have to vet it. Dude, you have to see, you know, have they been right in the past? Well, Dude, and if you look at, at the uh, source of the person who put together that uh, tweet thread that got 30 million views, if you look at all of their others, it's all how gloom and doom market, you know, real estate market is ending it's that that is the narrative of that person and so it's like okay they they found data to tell the story that they wanted to tell and, and you know how people love to jump on airbnb in a negative way too right like we we've been hearing this storyline for what over a year now nobody does airbnb anymore they charge too much in housekeeping fees i mean these stories go viral and they're a load of crap honestly like are there some instances where bad hosts charge too much for cleaning services? It's absolutely. Is it making any meaningful dent? Has it yet made a meaningful dent? No, not that we yeah. can see an actual real reported revenue from Airbnb. I mean, and, and I think that the, the kind of shift in how people use Airbnb as consumers going to stay in an a hotel alternative, I think that it's moving more towards experiences and finding that unique one of a kind place in either a unique place, like location, like right on the beach or something like that, or that has something about it that you just can't get in a hotel experience. Because, it, you know, I would, I would choose a hotel in most cases, but there are times I, I just stayed in an Airbnb over the 4th of July and it was because of the location. All right, but but can we say that? All right, we're saying that Airbnb isn't completely falling apart, but I wouldn't be surprised if some aspects of at least the U.S. business were down this quarter, um, for obvious reasons. We've talked about this. This seems to be the biggest summer for international travel that we've ever witnessed. Um, I know my trip to Florida you know, staying in Rosemary Beach, it's normally an area where every single rental is sold out and there were available rentals in June, which was pretty wild. Uh, I think people have been doing the domestic road tripping thing 
for the last three years and they're a little tired of it. They want to go internationally to the trips that they have been planning and couldn't go to for various reasons because of the pandemic. And everybody's yeah, that's why, playing that's why traffic in like the crowds in like France. If you're if you see uh, the all the social media out of Paris, it's just like unbelievable. Italy too. There's just like hordes of Americans going to uh, Europe this year. Yeah, and so I think Airbnb's domestic rev part, as we've seen, is down. It is down. Uh, it's just not down like mid double digits, right? It appears to be down mid single digits, which is definitely something that I think the company can overcome and balance out internationally, right? Um, in, in various other areas of the business. And by the way, you know, Airbnb has a... Here's what's really interesting. If you are invested in Airbnb, by the way, we're not financial advisors. This is just our kind of opinion on what we know about Airbnb. The management team seems to be doing, after a few years of being behind the ball, uh, really spent the last few years cleaning shop. I mean, they reduced their headcount by 25%. I think they've added back a few employees, but they really are running lean. Uh, this is a healthy Airbnb uh, company management team, and they are spending an incredible amount of time right now integrating AI into the Airbnb uh, UI. Now, that is not out yet. That's going to come out next year. But they're working really closely with Sam uh, and ChatGPT to fully integrate AI into the entire customer experience. And I read a bit about it, and it's actually wild, some of the stuff they're working on there. I think that next year, they are going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. You know, VR, you know, Verbo, right? Like, they're going to be so far ahead of them in terms of technology. Think about how far ahead of they were of the competition, just in terms of being able to pay, right, for, you, for, for your rental instantaneously, rather than doing all this stupid stuff with wires and all that crap. So like now they're integrating AI and they're, they're integrating AI at the user level. So Dave, they're going to know exactly what you like on Airbnb, the type of things that you want, and they'll deliver that to you right down to the way that they interact with you from a customer service standpoint, which as we know, has been a big issue for Airbnb the last five years, potentially bad customer service, right? And, and they know it, they're working on it. I think Airbnb, if they can just survive the regulatory challenges, and Jordan, I know that that's been a concern for you for years and has kept you out of Airbnb. But yeah, I mean, it pops up everywhere, them. right? And e it even pops up in um, destination, uh, you know, uh, you know, destination places. So, you know, Dallas, obviously, some of the major metros, um, suburbs tend to try to push it out. But then Napa um, um, pushed yeah. it out. It, it's a problem. I would say, for me, the biggest, that would still be the biggest uh, I guess, issue to think about that would yeah. keep me from investing or if I was an Airbnb investor, it's something that I would be looking at really closely as to what degree do regulatory issues continue to impede their business or are hosts able to work around those regulatory issues? By the way, I think this whole, you know, 
clean out that's going to happen with bad Airbnb hosts that are losing money right now, especially in the U.S., that are supposedly going to be forced to either sell their properties or convert them to long-term rentals. I don't think that's a terrible thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because, listen, I managed 12 Airbnb properties here in Dallas for about a year and a half uh, with one of my projects. And we did a stand-up job managing them. And we were able to get like 30%, 25-30% more revenue per unit because we did an excellent job decorating those units, customer service, reviews were all five-star reviews. Like... I think that we're going to end up with a much better Airbnb host experience two years from now once we wash out all these people that came into the market that we're just doing a terrible injustice to the brand. Uh, I think long term, it's actually going to be a net positive for Airbnb to get rid of these people and to actually have hosts that know what they're doing. Like Pedro, who did his dollhouse. By the way, congrats, Pedro. He's one of our mods. Do you know that he had an influencer do a video on that dollhouse in Nashville and he booked out like most of his weekends for the next year. And now I won't say who, but he's potentially going to have one of the biggest content creators in the world stay at that rental here in the next couple months. So like, but he knows what he's doing, right? Him and his wife spent what, 18 months, Pedro, decorating that place? Like experiential, like, experiential bookings that's what it's about like really getting excited about a place because it's either unusual it's beautiful um the hosts are super engaging right uh something unique about that property that you just can't get in a hotel right now that's a very small portion of the airbnb properties i think moving out five years we'll probably have 10 to 20x the number of properties that are like that, that are super cool, interesting. And it's going to become this fun thing where if you're going on a vacation, you might just check Airbnb first to see if you could find a really fun, interesting property, right? Before yeah. you go to the hotel. Oh, I think, I think, I think, you know, look, especially if you're traveling with a family, I think Airbnb is what we always kind of default to just so that we can have, you know, our separate spaces. We can, have a kitchen, we can have all of those amenities that you don't get in a hotel. I think it's the best way to go. I'm just wondering, I want to think out loud for a second, just with kind of growing populism and uh, housing affordability crises, do you think that there will be a push to ban Airbnbs in, you know, in more suburbs, in more uh, major metros, um, just to try to loosen up some supply? Is that is that maybe a potential concern over the next, you know, three, four or five years for Airbnb. Yeah. yeah, Jordan, I think it is, except on the flip side, as the the dollar is doing less for us and more and more people are really struggling just to survive. 
and they want to rent out a room or their whole house at times during the year just to help supplement their mortgage. Yeah, sure. Look, rent. it's two sides of the same issue, right? So it, it's one person's revenue, but it's another person's, uh, you know, it's another person's affordability crisis. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answer to that. I, yeah. I, and I don't think we need to predict it as much as just watch it. Like if right. you're an in yeah, I think, you know, I know how we all kind of align in the free market is uh, kind of how we operate, but you have to pay attention to these governments too. So, so you know, Pedro, who's really on top of this, because it's kind of like his business, one of his businesses says, yeah, I would be worried at cities that don't have laws already in place, the ones that do, and Metro is collecting revenue already, I don't see it changing. So, you know, there is this whole thing, Jordan, where I think a lot of cities, for the most part, they just want to collect revenue, right? They obviously yeah. want to appease homeowners, and they don't want this in certain neighborhoods that really push back. But once, you know how this works, once cities start getting that hotel revenue from Airbnbs, it's just like adding hotels, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good hard. point. So it's revenue. Let's figure and, out the taxing. Yeah, it's hard to get rid of that, but it's also, you know, a platform that certain people could run on. So yeah, no, I, 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 I tend to agree with Pedro and that's how I would look at it. If I was a city, I, you know, you just never, you never know politically how these things shake out over time. It, oh, and by the way, you know, a lot of publicity, uh, and I've seen a lot of bunch of YouTube videos pump popping up about airbnb is canceled in texas and a lot of that's because of this dallas ban that i've been watching for the past year but the dallas ban uh is actually not as bad as it was going to be it was going to be single family neighborhoods and multi-family neighborhoods now the multi-family was the big rub because so many airbnb hosts have units and apartment complexes that were all going to get banned. So those did not get banned, okay? Only single family zoned homes got banned. So most, I'm gonna say that a lot of the hosts, maybe most of the hosts in Dallas are okay with this um, and will survive this because they're more about having units in duplexes and condos and apartment buildings. So, you know, it, it's not great for, for Airbnb hosts in Dallas, but it's not the worst. And I think a lot of cities are going to find a middle ground and that's how it's going to be. And by the way, even in single family areas, they kind of skirt around it. A lot of times they just do it anyway. We've seen this in other cities. They just like, they do it. And like, you know how hard it is for a city to monitor or enforce anything. I mean, our restaurant got broken into, like we were laughing because we were like our alarm, they skirted our alarm, they used some scrambler or something. Now we've addressed that. But we're like, if if the alarm, how long would it take for the cops to get there anyway? Like they, they were in and out in like four and a half minutes. And like, I think it takes like an hour before police show up <laughs> to, to do a call in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So I if if there's a big problem, and a lot of times you can't even get police. So like, do, does the city really have the bandwidth to even enforce any of this stuff? That's another question. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I like Airbnb long term. I would potentially buy Airbnb uh, if I didn't have other better investments that were utilizing all my capital, plus the capital I'm borrowing on margin. 
<laughs> so, like, uh, oh no, you're you're on margin right now. I'm back on margin. Okay, well that just tells you. <laughs> but 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 uh, I am hedging. I am hedging one of my biggest positions. And to be fair, a lot of my trades I think are going to play out over the next two weeks uh, to maybe month or two. So this is kind of a temporary very temporary thing so hopefully the market doesn't totally implode in the next few weeks and if and it I'll, does I'll maybe your big short position will uh will pay off it's not a huge short position but i feel like i had to balance a lot of these longs what's because yeah. they're all i think and this is what we love we love it when when the success or failure of a company's underlying uh business is what actually impacts their stock and not just the movements of the macro global market. I hate that. Like, yeah. I hate it. Like, I want to see companies that are killing it have their stock fly. And I want to see companies that have made stupid decisions or that have fallen out of favor see their stock crash. I mean, that, that, that that's the way it should be. Not because interest rates are doing this or inflation and everybody's just... I hate that. We can't be social, good social arbitrators if it's all going to be about the macro every week. Yeah, because it, yeah. It, that overpowers anything that we were trying to do in the social arb side. Totally, totally. All right, um, well, if you want to hear what Chris is shorting, make sure you subscribe to the channel because that's the only place you're going to find it. Unless you're on our Discord, I'm sure you'll talk about it there, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. It's absolutely free. You can get an invite. But we will do our very next show, hopefully, on uh, your big short. And uh, that's it. Subscribe, hit the like button, do all the things. We're Dumb Money. Thanks for watching.